Chapter 6 The Wonderful Wall of Weeds The media campaign to find Ronan had faded so quickly that the conspiracy theorists among his friends believed that it had been blocked. The result was that few people outside Ronan's immediate circle knew about his disappearance. On reflection, Leah had decided to keep it that way. An imaginary business partner was better than no business partner at all. Martha straightened her hair grimly. Tell them he's pitching for an international contract. The way I see it, he's left you with no money, a shed load of debt and a stinker of a family crisis. But he's also left you with a job. So why not do the job and try and earn back some of the money? I mean, how hard can this interior design lark be? Oh, it's not that difficult, said Leah. I just feel like a bit of a fraud, Martha shrugged. Never bothered you before. If it's the qualifications thing, why not borrow some of his? Leah grinned. The letters after Ronan's name came in breeding pairs. And Martha was right. It wasn't a regulated industry. The worst they could do was sue her and the public liability insurance was paid until the end of the year. By the time that Martha had finished working on Leah's hair, it looked as though she hadn't washed it in a couple of days, then tied it back with a rubber band. Geek chic, she pronounced, surveying her handiwork. It's current. The bluff had worked. Giovanni and Marco, who could accurately cost an outfit at 50 paces, were impressed. Her makeup had taken hours to achieve. It was almost invisible, and Martha had done something with her eyebrows that made her look as though she had a PhD. Leah followed Martha's instructions to the letter. She stuck a pencil behind her ear and scowled. Then she presented her pitch in fluent Italian. By the end of the week, she had talked the architects into doing everything that she wanted. Within a month, they had decided that they adored her. Their sense of humour was so underdeveloped that anything remotely playful seemed wondrous to them. Miraculously, these layers of deception led to a productive working relationship. Giovanni and Marco had brought her on holiday to Milan. When you met their mothers, it all made sense. And the seven-storey atrium that they had designed together still took her breath away. This was the foyer, sole trader's hub within a hub, and, given its organic nature, it was getting better all the time. If she stood on the cobbled path and closed her eyes, she could hear the hum of living things. The atrium walls were festooned with plants, native species planted specifically for the preferences of birds and insects. Some were already nesting in the foliage of what Leah privately called the wonderful wall of weeds. At ground level, a cluster of silver birch trees grew by the side of a pond, home to a colony of newts. On clear days, the foyer was open to the sky. When it rained, an umbrella unfolded over the rooftop like a pterodactyl's wing. Beyond the wild habitat was a small rose garden, into which Giovanni and Marco had cleverly channeled sunlight. The cost of this indoor park was astronomical, but Leah learned chunks of Soul Trader's ethical vision by heart, 
and wielded them with an effectiveness that almost frightened her. People work better when they're exposed to trees, grass and sunlight. Productivity, section 506.8. Madison listened. Soul Trader had a problem with burnout. Lunch breaks were enshrined in the ethical vision, but Irish workers were anxious and insecure. Befuddled by the company's post-American work ethic and a workplace that never closed, they worked until they dropped. It usually took about three months. Those people are exhausted, Madison complained. They feel like they need to be at their desks the whole time. It's not creative. Also, although she didn't actually say it, the rapid cycle of hiring and training was costing the company money. This, Leah felt, was a cultural thing. In New York, Soul Traders HQ had brightly coloured reading nooks. In L.A., they had an oversized playground with a treehouse and a slide. The ethical vision showed images of happy workers chatting on the swings. Creativity enhancement, section 785.9. It was all very well in a nation of extroverts, but it wouldn't work in Ireland, where the notion of relaxing in the workplace was completely foreign. When you were at work, you knuckled down and watched your back. I can design you a treehouse, she explained at the planning meeting but nobody's going to use it. They'd be afraid of people laughing at them. But if you give them a park, they'll eat their sandwiches in it. It's what they're used to. Back in the prosperity, workers could take their lunch breaks in the city parks. But most of these had been taken over by pod housing and new communities with problems of their own. Additionally, said Leah, squinting at her notes through stylish but inadequate spectacles, Planting with native species will boost your environmental ratings. Replacement of natural habitats, section 269.5. Madison keyed in the information and waited for the algorithms to respond, but Leah knew from the expression on her face that the wonderful wall of weeds was in the bag. Several months later, after the announcement of the first Environmental Architecture Award, Leah had done a television interview. Soften the look a little bit, Martha recommended. They're not as subtle as the Italians. You want to look like you've made an effort. Leah wore a pale grey suit, cropped at wrist and ankle, that made her look like a talented teenage boy. They watched the interview the following day from the safety of Martha's sofa. Former supermodel, Leah Lawless, wins International Design Award. I wasn't that super, Leah commented digging into a bowl of popcorn. She had once been on the cover of the Italian edition of Vogue. They have to say something. Look. Martha paused the video clip. You're having an RMB. Lee appeared at the screen. A rare moment of beauty. Well spotted. She hit the spacebar to restart the interview and they watched it through to the closing credits. I thought you handled that interview well. Confident. Respectful to the client. I was terrified that they were going to ask about Ronan. Any word from the police? They think he left to start a new life. Shortly after his disappearance, Leah had looked at Ronan's accounts. Not only did she find them empty, but there was also a considerable amount of recent debt for which she, as acting principal of Lawless Design, was now liable. 
It looked, from every available angle, as though Ronan had vermoosed with all assets. Leah did not believe this version of events, but had been unable to find supporting evidence for any other. Would you not have a case for criminal investigation? I might. Leah licked her salty fingers, but I'm not going to do that to Mam and Dad.